What's up, everybody? Late night Big Sky Breakdown coming to you here on uh, January 12th. We're now into the uh, third week of Big Sky Conference play. And we're just going to give you a quick hit of uh, the crazy game we watched tonight here in Missoula. Plus, uh, just take you around the Big Sky scoreboard, standings, all that sort of stuff. Uh, won't take too long. If you want more coverage of this, hear more elongated interviews. You can tune into Nuanas now on uh, Friday. Friday the 13th tomorrow. I didn't even realize that until I just said that. Wow. Uh, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as uh, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Quickly, here's your Big Sky scoreboard for the evening on the women's side. Sacramento State drills Northern Colorado 73-41. Portland State, two league victories in a row. They win at NAU 79-66. Chelsea Gregg got her squad roll a little bit. Beat Idaho and NAU back-to-back weeks. Pretty, pretty good for Portland State. Montana needs overtime, but they still get it done. 67-64 against Weber State. And then Montana State pulls out what could be a pivotal victory in Pocatello, beating uh, Idaho State 60-57 to on the men's side of Big Sky Conference hoops. Poland State hit a buzzer beater, right? To beat Northern Arizona, 75-74. That game was crazy. Uh, Portland State was up like 16 early. Blew it, and NAU was up late. And uh, then Portland State hits a walk-off. Uh, Sac State, they stay hot. They're, they beat Northern Colorado, 72-64. The Bears, if they weren't already, definitely reeling at this point. They are 0-5 in Big Sky Conference play. Preseason number two in the polls. Multiple... Uh, all-league type guys on their squad and uh, still without a league win. Montana State gets it done in Bozeman against Idaho State, 81-68. So uh, the Cats moved to 4-1 and in Big Sky Conference play, and Idaho State, that's their first league loss. They were 3-0 and going into that game in Bozeman. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Then the game we watched in Missoula tonight, it was a, not a very well-played game. It, it, well, I shouldn't say that. It was a physical game. It was... It was uh, Sloppy, but uh, and a game of back and forth. Uh, neither team was really able to seize momentum for more than like four minute stretches. But in the end, Montana uh, they were winning. University of Montana was winning by a point with I think one point one seconds remaining, and inexplicably throw it uh, throw a turnover, and then Weber State hits a three, and all of a sudden Weber gets a. Completely unlikely 59-57 victory. I couldn't even believe it. Uh, so, Andrew, we'll start with where we just came from. Andrew Houghton, SkylineSportsNT.com here uh, with me, Coulter Nuanez. I mean, first of all, that's the second final minute of a Grizz game on a Thursday. We've only been to two Thursday Big Sky Grizz games, and both of them, the final minute, were complete and utter disasters for the Grizz. Yeah, and also the second, I can remember a uh, crazy finish between Montana and Weber State in this game last year, right? When Lonel Martin hits the buzzer beater to give the Grizz a win. 
but yeah, Coulter. And then Dylan Jones hit a buzzer beater to beat Montana in Missoula during that COVID year. So it's like buzzer beaters in Missoula three ga- three times in a row. Not sure what else we were expecting, but the way we came down <laughs> to it, to this crazy ending, was just, I think, a lot of sloppy play on both sides. Oh. And, and neither team really, I mean, Stephen Verplanken made an unreal shot to win it for Weber for State. Sure. But the Wildcats had a bunch of opportunities down there. I mean, Dylan Jones misses a free throw uh, with a chance to, he was shooting two with a chance to tie right before this play. Misses the first, doesn't intentionally miss the second, hits the second, so they're down one and they need to, to come up with this crazy play to pull it out. But yeah, it was just, um, you could see the competitiveness. You could see flashes, I think, of the skill and talent of both of these teams peeking through. It just felt like a really really early season game, which is kind of crazy considering that we're three months into the season now and we're a quarter of the way through conference play as well. The um, As Travis Takira, and you'll hear from Coach Takira, Montana, ninth-year head men's basketball coach here in just a minute, but he said it shouldn't come down to that, and that's right. I mean, before the Dylan Jones missed free throws, I mean, the last minute of this game was crazy, but Montana had opportunities. I mean, Josh Bannon has the and one. He misses the free throw. Uh, Junior Blanchard comes down on the other side. He's a nice player, by the way, number 24 for Weber State. He comes down, gets an and one of his own, and he makes the free throw. So that was one swing. The Grizz then answer that, uh, but then they, they can't put it away. I mean, yeah, and how did they answer it, Coulter? Bannon and on and Moody screw up a handoff on the perimeter. Right. The ball fumbles right back into Bannon, and suddenly he has a clear lane to the basket for the dunk. That's how Montana got the lead in the first place there. It was... It was an interesting one. I think I really liked the matchup between these two teams, and and when they were playing well, um, you know, you you could see a little bit of a good game, and and you know the refs started getting tight in the second half too. I mean, we didn't have a ton of fouls in the first half, and then both teams are in the bonus with seven or eight minutes to go in the second half. It was it was a weird game. I wonder how much nerves played into it. Yeah, it, it was a weird game for sure. This, this league right now is really weird too. I don't want to be like totally negative about it, but it's just not a very good league. The talent's not as good as it's been um, across the board. I mean, there was a time in this league where every single, I mean, the top eight teams all had like two to three what you'd consider like elite all-conference level players. And I guess like, it's all relative because you're going to split it up. Like, well, but like we're talking with football, guys who are going to go pro somewhere. No, for sure, right. Like, Michael Logine was never the best player on his team for the Grizz, and he would absolutely be the best player in the league right now. Like the Northern Colorado team that had Jordan Davis and Andre Spite and Tanner Morgan and uh, all those great players. That, was the, that year it was the five seed. They almost knocked off the Grizz who were the one seed. That Grizz team won 26 games. I mean, it's... I don't want to go down that road. We'll hash that out more uh, on Nuanas now. But we've, I, I think that if, from what I've seen in the league, if Eastern Washington is one of the best teams, then the league is just not that great. Eastern's a good team, but it, it's certainly down uh, just a notch. But regardless, um, to me, I think that the broadest and large, and we'll hash more of this out on Nuanas now tomorrow, but I think that the last point on this game, the, the Grizz broadest problem is that the their problems are remaining the same they're having a hard time finishing games having a hard time protecting the rim without fouling they're having these are the same problems that they've had for for three years they score the ball better now but they didn't do that tonight 
you know, like Travis DeCure said, if, if we hold Weber to 59, I expect us to win by double figures, and that just was not the case. So uh, there's still a lot of gelling to, to come for the Grizz if they're going to be a competitive team in this league. Yeah, and it was a lot of those weaknesses that led to uh, the matchup playing out the way it did tonight. I mean, midway through, I, early in the second half, I think, I was writing down to myself, well, it's such a sloppy game, but it's a good matchup because Weber can't shoot and Montana can't rebound or protect the rim, so it kind of evens out, and we were having a good competitive game going back and forth. And, and in, in the end, Weber did make a couple of threes down the stretch. For Montana, I'm struggling with how to look at it, Coulter, because they're 2-3 and three in conference now. Well, okay, they lost this one that they were winning until the final, I think, 4.9 seconds of the game when that crazy play happened. You lose by one in overtime to Northern Arizona, and you lose a game that you were winning for most of the second half against Eastern Washington. You can kind of look at it and say, well, if if you think not closing those games out is just something that happens, well, then maybe you say the Grizz are okay. I think there are issues with this team that are leading to them not closing the game out, though I think it's I think it's a problem. A month and a half ago, we were talking about how Brandon Whitney was on his way to being an all-conference player. He had this unbelievable run where he shot about 70% for a stretch of play, and Montana was looking good. They scored 80, I think, three games in a row. He's getting to the rim. I mean, we're writing about him on Skyline Sports, all this stuff, and then he's just completely falling off the map. He's had the exact – Riley Corcoran pointed this out to me. Brandon Whitney's had the exact same stat line three games in a row, two points, 19 minutes, three games in a row. That guy's supposed to be one of the best point guards in the league, and there's a disconnect there. I mean, uh, he's been sick. I certainly know that's a, a fact. I also think now that they're into league play, I think teams just are more familiar with him and are scouting him harder and trying to take away what he does well. Uh, but also there seems to be a disconnect between Travis DeCure and Brandon Whitney, and, and I think that's going to be uh, an issue for the Grizz. On the Weber side of things, I, I think one of the main reasons Randy Ray got out of the game is because he – didn't want to do the transfer thing anymore. He was like the Coach K of the Big Sky Conference where he was traditionally such a great recruiter of freshmen and developing those guys and developed so many great players. Then Weber went all in on the transfer portal. Last couple of years, they've been nothing but transfers. And uh, I think that he just got tired of that. And Eric Duft, who took over for Randy Ray, who we'll hear from him in just a minute, he's trying to build this thing in a different fashion. Weber's young. But they're going to have a chance because they got who who I still think is the best player in the league, and that's Dylan Jones, and he was a monster tonight. 17 points, uh, 21 rebounds. And uh, more than that, though, he just did everything for Weber. I mean, he is the absolute head of the snake on both sides of the ball for them. Yeah, I think he showed us tonight, Coulter. I actually thought tonight there was a lot more room for him to be more. You you said that to me in the first half. You said he needs to look for his shot more. It's true. Yeah, and, and he was shooting it really well tonight. I mean, five of seven from three, but I thought there were a ton of opportunities for him to attack the rim, take his guy off the dribble, because he was getting into the lane really easily in the first half. Uh, he had a nice drop-off pass to Alex, too, for a dunk. Uh, it looked like he could do whatever he wanted, and, and I thought that was part of the reason the game stayed so close down the stretch, too. Dylan Jones only takes 12 shots in this game, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Man, watching him, what an experience. You know, 21 defensive rebounds. He was just ripping and running, man. That's what they want to do. They're going to have two box out. He's going to grab the ball. He's going to push, and he's going to have the ball in his hands to initiate their offense. And it didn't hurt that he was, like I said, shooting it really well tonight. 
on the on the note of the rest of the league, uh, probably the most impactful. I mean, Sac State is continuing to to play really well, both men's and women's. It's definitely an interesting storyline right now. Uh, I think they have a great AD. I mean, their their newish AD has made some good hires. Um, Mark Campbell's proven to be one of the better new hire hires on the women's side in his second year there. Uh, and David Patrick's got Sac State out to a good start so far on the men's side too. And then uh, the last point here is, is on the Cats. It, it's a big win for the Montana State women in Pocatello. And uh, it's a should-have-it type win for the Bobcat men. Uh, but, I mean, those are the ones where you just got to put them in your back pocket if you're trying to repeat as champions. And that's exactly what Montana State did. So, MSU, both sides, men and women, hand Idaho State their first Big Sky losses. Yeah, really impressed with just Montana State being able to to handle that business, right, coming off of the conference championships last year. They haven't been perfect. Both of those teams have a loss in conference play, uh, but they're rolling through it, and on the whole, they look like the class of the conference again. Uh, I don't know. It was such an interesting matchup because both Idaho State teams were undefeated despite not uh, coming into the season with a lot of hype, Um, and we came in with the narrative of, well, either Idaho State's going to prove that they're real or Montana State's going to put them back in their place. And and while I don't think that either Idaho State team sort of collapsed and was proven a, a fraud tonight, just Montana State being able to handle that situation in both games, especially the women going down and playing a close game. Uh, and I didn't watch it, Coulter, but I can guarantee you it was a physical game and coming out with the close win in Pocatello. Well, yeah, I mean, it must have been a physical game. We did not watch that matter of the scores. Though. I mean, if Darren White's 1 of 11, Callie Bourne's like 6 of 18, you know it's a physical game because they're basically just bullying both sides, point guards, both point guards D'ing up, making each other work. So uh, it's a good win for the Cat women. They've been sort of waffling, trying to find their stride. They need to find their stride. To me, the Cat men are still the favorites, and I, I know that uh, they've had some up-and-down moments, but they also played an unbelievably tough non-conference schedule. But I just think that they have the, the, the ceiling they can get the highest to. So we'll have more uh, conversation analysis on Nuanas now. Uh, ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television, 4 to 6 p.m. on Friday the 13th. Uh, that's tomorrow as we uh, record this here tonight. Uh, but let's hear a few sound bites. First of all, we'll start with Eric Duck, first-year head coach for Weber State. He's been there 17 years. He was on Randy Ray's staff for 16 years, and then now he gets to take the reins, and he is now 1-0 and in Missoula. Weber State had only won three times in Missoula over the last 12 years, but uh, they got a victory tonight, 59-57. Over the Grizz, here's Eric Duff, Weaver State, a head men's basketball coach. I've been covering Weaver, Montana here for a long time. You guys have only won here a couple times in the last really long yeah. time. So, I mean, what's this moment like for you? I mean, yeah. first time as a head coach of Missoula, you get a W. Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's hard to win up here. People have asked me, oh, why is it hard to win at Montana? Well, first of all, they have really good players. They're always really well coached, and they have a great crowd. You know, they kind of have everything up here. And, and uh, you know, it was, it was interesting. We were actually talking. Jeremy Singlin just signed a new contract. Nice in Italy in their first division and switch teams. And he made that game winner, you know, so uh, it's been a while now, but uh, we were actually talking about that today. And yeah. it was kind of over in that same spot where Steven made his. So it was, it was, it was a good night for the Wildcats. Well, take us through that last sequence. I, I'm sitting over here. So I, I literally couldn't see what was happening right here. First of all, how'd you guys get that steal though? I mean, was that just a guy making a play? Yeah. You know, we, they called the timeout and we had junior Ballard on the ball the whole time. And then we told him, Hey, wait a couple counts and then kind of bail out of there and see if you can't, you know, steal one. I think when he bailed out, we'll have to watch the film, but I think when he bailed out, 
uh, their player kind of hesitated just a bit and then kind of missed through it, and we were able to get a def- uh, steal, and, and Dyson Kohler made a great play. A lot of times in that situation, you kind of lose your wits. I mean, he didn't. He found Steven, and, uh, you know, he was able to make it. You guys go out 9 nothing at the beginning. They go on a 16-2 run. That was just like yeah. the beginning of back-and-forth runs, right? It's kind of how it is yeah. here, you know. I, don't, I mean, Travis wasn't panicking, and I wasn't didn't feel like at that point the game was in, in control. They were missing some some easy ones. But I did think we, we guarded them well tonight, and they guarded us well. It was just kind of one of those battles. When Dylan misses that first free throw, do you guys have a plan to, like, purposely try to miss the second one, or are you hoping you get an inbound thing like happened there? There's or? a lot of things that go in, you know, to, to making that decision. And I told him to make it because I, st- I thought we had enough time still that if he did, that if, if we couldn't get a steal, that we would still have a chance. And uh, uh, But, you know, we, we, we thought they'd been a little bit shaky in press offense, so we wanted to at least give ourselves a chance to get make a play down here. And so we made that decision and worked out tonight. I mean, how about how about Dylan Jones, though? I mean, that's a pretty big game and a pretty big moment. Well, you, I mean, 17 points, 21 defensive rebounds. You know, he was, like last week, he was number one in the country in defensive rebounding percentage. He's 6'6", 235, and... That's going to go up, you know. You're getting 21 tonight in this building, and and uh, yeah, he's just, and, you know, he just cares so much, works so hard, watches so much film, and and uh, he's he's a special player. It seemed like he was able to start off facilitating a little bit tonight, too, working the ball at the top of the key, and also he was guarding Bannon. Yeah, you know, he likes that challenge, and and uh, Dylan really sees himself. He, Dylan really doesn't see himself as a scorer as much as he does a, a distributor and a rebounder. You know, we. We kind of play him as the point guard, you know, a lot of times. And, and uh, he's just a unique player, and, and he's he doesn't value. We talk to our team a lot about how do you value yourself. Dylan doesn't value himself as a scorer, you know, and, and uh, he likes to do those other things, and, and he was awfully special tonight. Uh, Cats won against Idaho State tonight, so I got a tough one in Bozeman again. So what do you think of this, the next challenge? This is always a hard trip because you've got two good teams and veteran team, defending champions. You know, it'll be we'll have to play really well up there to have success. Whether you're in the restaurant business or you just want to host any big event, JMV Restaurant Supply can make sure you have everything you need. JMV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a Scotty, JMV Restaurant has everything you might need. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, JMV also has a great website, jvrestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your next event at JMV, your restaurant specialist. We'll hear from Travis DeCure, Montana men's basketball coach. Uh, certainly frustrated, but uh, you know, not not as despondent or maybe uh, perturbed as you might expect. I think that he knows that his team has some stuff they need to fix, but I think he knows what it is. So I think that uh, they're gonna try to get it done. But two and three for the Grizz. They've lost two home games in Big Sky play. They're one and two at home in Big Sky play. So uh, certainly work to be done for Montana. Here's Travis DeCure. Good teams don't beat themselves, right? And free throws, turnovers, shot selection down the stretch. You know, we we easily, this is a game we should have put 70 points on the board. If we just take care of the ball, get the right shot, uh, you get up to six, seven, uh, seven minute mark, we had an opportunity to push it to 10, 12, and we just we didn't take care of the ball, didn't get good shots, and put pressure on yourself to come down to that possession. At the end of the day, I think when you watch the film, Probably four guys wide open, 
bought it to come in my own, so I don't know. Someone told me that he bumped into the sign and slipped, but I, I need to watch it. I guess when you talk about those other elements of the game leading up to a moment like that, especially in the second half, I guess, how do you guys maybe work on cleaning some of those things up to maybe sustain leads? It's been an ongoing conversation, right? And so that becomes a part of mental toughness. Is, uh, sometimes adversity is hard to play through, but success is too. And when you're doing things the right way and you're playing well, sometimes it's hard to keep doing those things. Um, and we obviously are making, approving that point. Uh, NAU, Northern Colorado, this game, even Eastern Washington are games where we had some momentum, we had some mojo, and we kind of gave it away um, with shot selection, poor shot selection, not rebounding the ball, not getting loose balls. They just had too many offensive rebounds and long, loose balls down the stretch that we didn't come up with that gave them extra possessions. What, I guess, in the, what's your message to the team in the locker room after a heartbreaker like that? Like, what do you kind of tell them in that moment to, you know, Try to keep their heads up or keep it in perspective? Or no, like I just that. told them exactly what I told you, is, is that when things, when you find something that is working for you, continue to do it until your opponent takes it away. And don't go away from it if they if they don't stop it. And we just, we continue to do that. We got to get better. When it comes to the free throws late, I mean, how do you remedy that element of things? You don't because yeah. you're, 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 we're 78% free throw shooting team. We're the top free throw shooting teams in the country. So, you know, my experience is always the, the more, the bigger deal you make of it, the more pressure you put on your team. And what you want to do is release the pressure. So uh, we just continue to do what we've always done is we shoot a lot of free throws in practice. Um, we shoot some situational free throws, but I don't think it's something that you want to make a bigger deal of than you, than you, than you probably should and, and make guys more nervous than they already are in those situations. When, I guess when you look at Weaver's team, you guys are taking away, you know, Jones a little bit. You know, he got some shots off, but you guys were able to take him away. Take, I mean, you only allowed 59 points at the end of the day. Just, I guess, defensively, did you like what you guys were doing? I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you'd have told me we'd only 59 points, we'd win by double figures, in my opinion. Um, you know, but like I said, we, we stopped scoring. And it, it wasn't anything that they were doing because we were transitioning. Quite a few of those possessions turned the ball over and took okay shots. We didn't get great shots. And we got to get we got to get to a point where we're more patient when it matters. What are the big things you guys have to do to combine a good defensive performance and a good offensive performance on the same night? Well, we've had good performances offensively. We just haven't had them for 40 minutes. And like I said, we just have to have enough patience to continue to do the things that are working. And if we do that, we'll be fine. But right now, we're struggling to do that. You mentioned just okay shots versus good shots and things like that. Just is that how do you guys maybe work on that and clean that up, or you know, even they, like the missed bunnies? They, they, like they know what a good shot is, and they know what an okay shot is. And if we continue to take okay shots, then we're not, we're not going to win these types of games. I guess, you know, quick turnaround, as always, in this league, Idaho State. I don't know how they did against the Bobcats tonight, but just uh, same thing. How do you guys kind of get prepped for them? It's quick, short turnaround. Um, we'll watch film and walk through, jog through, uh, break a good sweat, try to tighten up a couple things here and there. Um, but it's going to be a lot of film and a lot of conversation. A lot of you guys have had these wins after losses, and you know, but they would bounce back. It happened twice in league now, but so I mean, just that give you confidence in your guys, knowing that they have done this. It's just maybe it'd be nice to win one of these first. Yeah, matchups. you don't want to keep putting yourself in that situation if you want to be in a in a, in a situation in terms of the standings that you're proud of. You you got to show up on Thursday, and you definitely got to show up at home. Matches in the game. We've done it on the road too. Right, we had an 18-point lead against Northern Colorado. I mean, we won by. And there's a level of maturity and toughness that it, it comes with being successful, uh, and some luck. Right, and these guys were lucky tonight in terms of that turnover. Like, you know, we didn't have to give them that ball, that possession. Um, 
but 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 you you if you do all the right things, sometimes luck comes your way. And I've been on that side of it quite a bit. So uh, we just got to play the right way for 40 minutes. If we do that, we'll win a lot of games. So do you feel we have a good team right now? No, because we're beating ourselves. We need to become one now. You know, if you think about it, since we went to Air Force on November 27th, we haven't had a complete team for a full week since. So there's chemistry that, that doesn't exist. We've got a guy that's, that's, that doesn't practice. We've got every week someone's been sick. Whitney and Lonel Martin mispracticed last week. Vasquez mispracticed this week. It's just it's been someone every week. And so when you play eight-man rotation, you got guys not not here and available. You don't have great chemistry. And that, I think, has impacted our offensive stretches that are very bad because we got lineups that aren't playing well together. Whitney played 19 minutes. So is he still dealing with no, kind of just, sickness? No, you got to play the guys that play well. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. We'll have more uh, on Nuanas now, including a great uh, interview with Dylan Jones, Weaver State uh, stud, and uh, we'll have commentary on the rest of the league as well. But thanks for joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Skyline Sports, SkylineSportsMT.com. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at Go Blackfoot dot com slash apply.